The sponsor for this podcast is Blevins Insurance and here's what their customers have to say. Great insurance rates and customer service. We'll search for the best possible rates through many insurance companies. For more information, go to blevinsinsurance.com or call 765-446-8999. Welcome to Mindful Businesses presented by Sarani. I'm your host, Vidya Iyer. In our podcast, we bring to you brands which are mindful in their practices and processes. A mindful business adopts and employs sustainable social, economic, and environmental practices. Today, we have with us Jen Mylan, Director of Merchandise Planning at ABLE. What makes us unique is that we are paying living wages and we are publishing um, our lowest manufacturing wage at each of our manufacturing sites. ABLE, a fashion, lifestyle brand, and social enterprise focused on creating jobs for women. The company hires for both talent and heart and thus enabling the business and culture to grow and thrive. Jen joins us from her office in Nashville, Tennessee. Welcome, Jen. Hi, thanks for having me. Yes, thank you so much. Let's begin by how was the company founded and uh, what role do you play in the company? Absolutely. So our company was founded by uh, Barrett Ward and his wife, Rachel. So they were living in Ethiopia for a year in 2010 and working in the nonprofit space. And they were working specifically with women that were coming out of the commercial sex trade. They were running a rehabilitation program for them. And as they were living in community with these women, they were getting towards the end of the program and were very grateful for everything they had gone through, but were voicing concerns because while they'd had counseling and job training, they still didn't have a job that was a better alternative financially um, than what they'd been in before. And so my boss, Barrett, set them up to create traditional Ethiopian scarves. And that's really where the idea was born. He he brought some of the scarves back to the U.S. during the Christmas season and sold over 4,000 within a matter of weeks. Um, and he realized very quickly that people were connecting very much with the story of their purchases, helping to employ someone that was overcoming something in their life. And so for a few years, it was actually a fundraising part of a nonprofit, but was growing so quickly that it soon branched off into its own company and over the years has changed and evolved into what is now a full lifestyle fashion brand um, that works not only to employ women coming out of tough situations in Nashville, but also with women in developing economies all over the world. So I think now we're in gosh, more than five countries and um, have many partners and uh, our partners employ hundreds of people uh, around the world. Uh, it's been a really fun journey, but that's that's originally where we started was in Ethiopia. So what do you do there um, and how did you end up working for Abel? Yes. So I worked for a big box retail store right out of college. And so got into the retail game right after business school and started learning about the retail business. Absolutely loved the retail business, but was struggling with the kind of mindless consumerism of it um, and really was feeling like I needed more impact in my work. Um, I was spending a lot of money for one of the biggest stores in the country, but was struggling to figure out how I could actually use my work to change people's lives. Um, And right when I was starting to have those thoughts, 
I found out about a project called Able um, and became a super fan of the brand. I followed everywhere that I could, you know, it was actually at the point in time when you could sign up to have some, someone's tweets texted to you. Um, and so I would get text alerts when they tweeted out. I mean, I just really wanted to be kept in the loop on everything. And when they started hiring, um, when they branched off into their own company, I was actually, um, the third person to work for Able, And I came on and started helping them with ordering and sales forecasting. And currently I'm director of merchandise planning, which basically is a fancy way of saying I get to help decide um, what our customers want and when they're going to want it. So I get to help with the assortments. Um, specifically, I focus a lot on our leather and jewelry parts of our business, which means I work a lot with our Ethiopian partners and also with our jewelry studio right here in Nashville. So what makes um, Able unique? How there are many brands which say we give back to the communities either locally or overseas. How is ABLE different? Yeah, I think there's a lot of fashion right now that is starting to talk about environmental sustainability. And it does seem like there's really good progress happening out there for the planet, which is awesome. What I struggle with with the fashion industry is that it employs so many people worldwide. And we're talking about 60 million people as a very conservative figure. And at least 75% of those are women. So we're talking about 45 million women minimum, probably much more um, based on how informal some parts of the sector are. And I don't think other fashion companies are talking enough about the impact of the fashion industry on people. Um, out of those 45 million women, we're talking about only 2% of them are paid a living wage. And so what makes us unique is that we are paying living wages and we are publishing um, our lowest manufacturing wage at each of our manufacturing sites. Um, and we're the first brand to do that and to talk about what it means to have a living wage, um, which is just another way to say that you are making enough money to support yourself and break out of a cycle of poverty. There was this article about uh, women who embroider for very high-end brands in Italy who were paid very, very little, like about $20 a day, and where this jacket which they had embroidered would be selling for six or $8,000. So in terms of like, if you break down of your total cost, what percent would the wage be? Um, your prices are, of course, very affordable, I think, for what you are doing. Yeah, you know, I don't know that percentage off the top of my head. But what I will say is, you know, so many of the 60 million people are actually under the global poverty level of $2 a day. And so if you think about, okay, you're paying $148 for a bag or $128 for a pair of jeans. If that is, you know, half a day's work for someone, they might be getting paid $1 for it. And so the percentage is incredibly low. And, and what we're trying to do is show that fashion can have sustainable business models that are paying their people well and still have competitive prices. So it's very important for us that our prices are competitive with some of our mainstream companies 
Muse brands or competitors that have similar items to us um, with a small premium on them for the ethical fashion piece to make sure that people understand what they're paying for. Um, We don't want to price these as luxury goods because we want to show that taking care of your people doesn't have to be from a luxury brand. You can do it um, without being the person that can afford a six to $8,000 jacket. Um, And I think what's tough about the luxury you know, part of the industry is exactly what you're saying. Sometimes even when we think, oh my gosh, I'm paying for this incredible craftsmanship, I'm paying for this incredible design, um, it's not filtering down to the people that actually are working on the product and touching the product before you. So what would be a living wage? I'm I'm sure it varies country by country um, based on uh, their uh, cost of living. So, say in National Tennessee, what would be a living wage and what would be a living wage in Ethiopia? Yes, and those two I know off the top of my head, so I'll be able to, to answer that pretty quickly. So, in Nashville, a living wage is just under $12. Um, an hour. Um, It's just under $12 an hour in Nashville, Tennessee. And so our starting wage in Nashville is actually $14 an hour at our company. Um, And then in Ethiopia, they are working in Ethiopian burr. And so the way that we're measuring that is we're taking the same basket of goods that is determining the living wage in the U.S. and we're pricing that out in the Ethiopian market. So we're talking about things like living in a decently safe area, transportation to and from work, reasonably healthy food throughout the month, medical care, um, and a little bit left over for savings because you can't break a cycle of poverty if you never have an emergency fund. Um, so we take the same basket of goods from the U.S., price it out in that community with consultants and experts. And in Ethiopia, as of, I think, a year and a half ago, um, that was running about 4000 per a month. And that in uh, dollars would be approximately, do you know? No, it would be pretty low in U.S. dollars. It would be, I think, around 200 U.S. dollars. The rate is normally in the 20s. Um, so while that sounds incredibly low to an American, it actually has the same buying power in that community as $12 an hour has in Nashville, Tennessee. And um, so what are the different products you sell now? There is a You have a whole range of you know, you started with the scarves and now you have totes, you have shoes, you have jackets. Yes. So we're a full fashion line. We have apparel, we have denim, including fabulous denim jackets. Um, we also have shoes um, from South America that are gorgeous and beautiful leather. Um, and then I am obviously partial to our jewelry and leather. And um, so those are our categories right now. But basically anything in your closet you need, um, we have an ethical alternative for you at Able. And um, so what is made in which country? I, you mentioned something is made in Nashville, something is made in Ethiopia and in other countries. So could you list you know, the countries that Abel is impacting by purchasing and buying products? Yeah, that's a great question. So our jewelry is made on site. We have a jewelry studio here and um, we hire into both our jewelry and fulfillment departments from local rehab facilities or homeless shelters in the Nashville area. And so that's been really cool to have that impact right here in our home office. 
And then leather is made in Ethiopia and Mexico at this point with plans to expand into India and Brazil. Um, our shoes have been made in Peru and Brazil. Um, and then our apparel has been made in Peru and India. Um, I'm trying to think. And our denim has been made in Mexico. Um, so those are, those are kind of the countries we've been working with and we're continually expanding and looking for new partners and uh, new areas that could use economic opportunity, especially for women um, that also have really rich natural materials available to them. So do you provide some training or are they traditional craftsmen in the countries like India, Peru and uh, Africa? So we are working with manufacturers that we do not own, but we have worked I will say from my personal experience, we've worked specifically with some of our Ethiopian leather vendors and taken our leather designer, who is an industry expert, and she's gone and told them, hey, your your production flow would be a lot more efficient if you put your layout like this, or hey, here's a trick to you know cutting this leather. We're having a problem on this corner. Try this. And so there is training involved, um, but we're not we don't own that manufacturing because we feel really strongly that community impact is the most sustainable when uh, people own it locally versus someone overseas coming in and saying, hey, I've got the solution to this. We want to partner with community members that um, will continue that change on for, you know, hopefully the foreseeable future. So, yes, we offer training, um, but we're also trying to empower the companies to incorporate training into their practices as well. The sponsor for this podcast is Blevins Insurance. Blevins Insurance specializes in putting together packages for your home, auto, life and business insurance needs. They are backed by multiple reputable insurance carriers. Levin's Insurance is great at identifying potential gaps within your current insurance policies. They are licensed to serve insurance in multiple states including Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, Ohio, Kentucky and Tennessee. For more information, Go to BlevinsInsurance.com, B-L-E-V-I-N-S, insurance.com. One of the unique things that I saw is the accountable report that you have, you know, the lowest wage, the, you know, it's almost like um, on the back of a cookie packet, the the, the nutrition report that you have, which can you talk a little bit about that, please? I would love to talk about that. That was a project that came to light about three years ago now. And it really came about because we were watching other fashion companies in the space talk about ethical production and talk about wages in ways that didn't really answer our questions of what the take-home pay was for the people they were working with. And so we started to say, okay, let's be the brand that proves we can have a full conversation about this and not just market certain pieces of it, but be transparent the whole way through and show that fashion companies don't have to kind of hide all these dirty secrets. We can be open about the progress we're making and consumers will appreciate that. So we started looking um, for audits that we could pay for that already existed where we could pay someone to go in, interview the employees at our manufacturer, 
you know, do a financial audit on the payroll at our manufacturer and come back and tell us whether or not those employees were making livable wages. And we could not find any audit that would send someone boots on the ground at the manufacturer to talk to people. We finally decided to go ahead and make our own audit. Uh, I have a very specific memory of a very well-respected certification that we were pursuing uh, that sent me an email with 10 questions on it. And I sent them the answers, some of which were, I don't know the answer to this one. And they said, great, and sent me back the certification to put on our website and said something like, there's a 5% chance you'll be audited. And I think we realized, oh my gosh, like this is not okay. People are marketing based off of these certifications and no one is checking that these brands are being honest. Um, So we built the accountable platform, one, as a way for us to make sure that we were doing what we say we are. And also it's currently in the process of becoming its own nonprofit so that other brands can leverage that tool um, in a way that helps them check on their workers as well. I think that's a really valuable tool. And, you know, because there are so many brands out there and what attracted me to your brand is the authenticity that with which I hear in your voice and I hear and see with how transparent you are in publishing wages and not only taking care of needs overseas, also on the local level. It's most times I find people forget the need in their community and want to go overseas and say, hey, we're changing the world, but, you know, forget what uh, what's right below their nose. Yeah, and I think it's so easy to say, like, okay, we've got it figured out, let's help someone else. But to have enough self-awareness to be like, hey, there are people right here in this community that are struggling as well. Like, what do we do with that? And then also, how can we continue to help on a global scale? And so we are big believers in progress over perfection. And I've been here for over five years, and I think you know, the reason I've stayed this long is because I've watched the brand really live that out in terms of progress over perfection. You know, we started in Ethiopia when our founder was part of that community. And then when they were, when he and his wife were back in Nashville, they were part of this community. And very quickly that became part of our business model and then quickly expanding into other areas. And so, um, I think it's a big challenge of our generation and of our time to, Uh, look around us closely and then look out um, at the horizon as well and see how we can continue progress um, and be transparent about it while we're going along that direction. And uh, one more thing I wanted to ask is, you know, the label that you have, the accountability uh, label, is that attached to any of your... um is it a tag that is part of your product? We're working on that right now, actually. We um, we find a lot of inspiration in some of the consumer-driven movements over the years, one of which was nutrition labels. So, you know, 100 years ago, there weren't nutrition labels on things. But then consumer demand mid-century really, you know, all of a sudden, Campbell's had to start talking about how much sodium was in, you know, their cans of things. And so um, we're very inspired by consumer movements of the past. And so that nutrition label is really special to us. And we're working on getting um, that on the tags of all of our products currently. So it is in the works for sure. And our hope is that in 10 years, you don't ever walk into a fashion store without being able to flip the tag over and see some of the vital statistics of the impact of that garment. One of the your mottos in a quote unquote, it says the company hires both for talent and art. Uh, art. Could you explain that? Uh, you said something about hiring people from the homeless 
shelters in Tennessee? Yes, so we are partnered with many different organizations around Nashville, including um, women's rehab centers for those coming out of drug addiction, prostitution, I mean, you name it. And then we're also working with homeless shelters in town. They're giving specific refuge to women. Um, And so what we are doing is working with those uh, organizations. And when we have an opening um, in one of those two departments, our jewelry department, our fulfillment department, those are both departments where we have training programs where you can come in and know nothing about jewelry. And in several months, you will know how to make the jewelry that we make on our site. Um, For fulfillment, you will come in and understand how you can work in logistics, how you can work in the warehouse. And we think that both of those are really cool opportunities for someone to get on-the-job training that is transferable, whether or not they're working at ABLE or they could, um, you know, if their family ends up moving, maybe they're able to move into a different community where there is also a logistics center or warehouse where they can get a job or a an art studio or a jewelry studio where all of a sudden they have marketable skills that they may never have had before. Um, And so we actually brought our fulfillment back in house, I think about three and a half years ago now for that purpose of creating more entry-level jobs into our organization so that we could create more opportunity for people in our community. And I honestly think it's been the single best thing we've done for our company culture as well. So how do you make people show up to work. I'm here in Indiana where the unemployment rate is about 2 to 3%, I believe, and the manufacturers, you know, it's primarily a manufacturing town, and uh, it's really hard to find people. What are the buttons you push? Do you get more involved in their everyday life? They may not be showing up because they say they don't have childcare or they have a abusive spouse or they don't have a place to stay or have a shower and come back. What level do you get involved in and and make sure that they're able to show up to work when they say they will? Yeah, I mean, I say this with a a smile, but also being genuine, a $14 starting wage is pretty motivating to people. Um, You know, I think when, when the other options are minimum wage jobs at almost half that level, offering a starting wage that is above living wage that allows them to break out of whatever situation they may feel trapped in is incredibly motivating. And we've seen that be incredibly motivating to people that we've hired. And, and while, um, while we do have issues with childcare or, you know, spouses or what have you, um, what we try and do is have a support system internally. So we have a culture team that's focused specifically on making people feel supported at work, addressing issues that may keep them from coming to work. We have a great person on our team named April who does our HR and she is involved in people's lives and getting them connected with resources in the community. So if someone comes in and they feel ready to to take, you know, have counseling, she's connecting them with the counselor. If they're coming in and saying, hey, my biggest issue is transportation, she's working on getting them really solid transportation to and from work. And so it does take more work than a typical company, but we have found that it builds loyalty in employees that is worth so much more, both on a heart level and also it just keeps things running more smoothly to have loyal employees with less turnover, you're able to work more efficiently and have more profit. Um, so both on an integrity level of it, just, you know, feeling like the right thing to do for us, we have found that the integrity piece and the profit piece, 
fit better together than most companies assume, because I think a lot of companies feel like they have to decide between the kind choice or the profitable choice. And what we found is when you're kind to people, they're better employees, they work harder, and they're going to come back over and over and over again. Um, so we've been really grateful to find that those coexist very nicely. And I think the loyalty is really important. You know, the cost of retraining, it doesn't show very clearly in your expense statement, but it will show in your profit and loss statement because, you know, you will be profitable in the end. Yes, I totally agree. So right now, um, where can one shop for Able products? Yes, so our website is livefashionable.com, so L-I-V-E, F-A-S-H-I-O-N-A-B-L-E.com. You can find all of our products on our website. Also, if you're ever in Nashville, we do have a flagship store at our headquarters, um, which honestly came about really organically. Our our customers really wanted to see where we were working, and uh, we just turned the front of our offices into a store. And it has been really incredible to see how far people will travel to come to our flagship and experience our brand. Um, And then we're also in over 1,200 boutiques around the country, um, including some major department stores. So uh, pretty much start walking into stores and hopefully you'll see us. Um, And if not, please come to our website and we'd be so happy for you to experience the brand um, in any of those ways. And also, if you're ever in Nashville, we offer an Airbnb experience in Nashville, um, that is only $40, um, but you get a tour of the ABLE offices, previews of future designs. You get to meet some of our jewelry makers, see how the jewelry is made, and then take home a piece of jewelry. So the cost of that tour is actually less than the price of that piece of jewelry. But we do that because we want people to get as fired up as we are about what we're doing and um, how we can change fashion. Thank you so much, Jen. Uh, we are talking to Jen Milam from ABLE. And she spoke to us from her office in Nashville, Tennessee. She just had a baby. And thank you for, thank you to your baby for letting you come talk to us. Of course. Uh, Thank you so much. It was lovely to talk with you, Vidya. If you're a creator of a brand and would like to recommend uh, a mindful brand to be featured on our show, send a message on our Facebook or Instagram page. We'd like to thank Jim Stone of Q1067 FM playing the best of yesterday and today for letting us use his studio to record this episode in Lafayette, Indiana. Thank you, Ryan Martin, our technical editor. Music for this podcast was composed by Tatum Gale. This is Mindful Businesses with Vidya Ayer.